0: Thank you for tuning in to the Monarch Touch Podcast. This is the place where we touch hearts and transform lives. My name is Kendra and I will be your host. When I was first beginning to create my business name, logo, and website, the question I was asked over and over again by other people helping me was, how are you different from other massage therapists? I really had a hard time answering that question at first because Even though sometimes the obvious answer is right in front of our noses, we don't go there to look. I can't answer how other therapists live their lives, but I know how I live my own. I wake up at 5 a.m., and before I do anything, I get on my knees and pray. What I want from my life, more than anything, is to live with reverence for my life. That means having a deep knowing and believing of who I came from why I am here and where I will be going once my life in the flesh is finished. There is nothing more important or valuable in life than having meaning to it and purpose to live and die for. This meaning and purpose is what wakes me up each morning before dawn and motivates me to get started with my day with enthusiasm. After my early morning meditation, I am taking care of my body. I'm either stretching and running Or strengthening with yoga. I'm exercising not as a dull boring uh, routines but doing them in a way where I am reading and learning how to improve my strategies. Then I slow down and get my dog and take her for a two-mile walk. After that I shower and make my breakfast smoothie. All this happens every morning before I go into my office to work on other people. Why is this important and what does this have to do with answering the question of how I am different, how I am a different massage therapist than other therapists. Our human experience is more than a physical body. If I treated only the body, then I would miss out on seeing the whole being. People come into my office with their worries, their sufferings, their anxieties and their stress, getting on my knees, First thing in the morning is how I ground my spirit and my purpose. I get myself straight first with God before I even try to live life on my own. Because if I'm not in alignment with His purpose, then I have lost my purpose. Doing this is what helps me to hold space with others comfortably, even when they bring in their distress. Have you noticed with yourself that when you are feeling worried or anxious in your mind, you also feel within your body your muscles tightening? Eventually, if not addressed, that tightening in your body, if not tended to, will turn into pain. Our emotions have a direct impact on our body. For an example, a woman comes into my office who has held on to bitterness and anger towards a person who has done her wrong. The energy in her body now becomes blocked, and this is where she feels her pain. Therefore, releasing her pain is not only physical, but emotional as well. Because I take the time to ground myself, learn personal development daily, and put into practice what I preach, I am able to listen to people as they speak and see ways I can guide their wellness so that they are able to live a more productive and healthier life. So let's go back to the example of the person who walks into my office with blocked energy, pain, and bitterness from her hurtful past. I am able to connect with this person's heart and talk about the healing that comes with learning how to forgive. Once this person begins to put into practice letting go of her anger, there is this massive weight that she is able to shed and literally she can begin to feel free. And with that emotional release... I am able to help this person release muscle tension. It's that simple. And because wellness is so simple, it oftentimes gets overlooked. What I'm not going to do today is discuss when a person has a serious illness and how we need to treat that illness aggressively to keep that person alive. I am talking about how we learn to live on a day-to-day basis so that we can experience how to thrive in our culture today. A huge problem that I think we all have to face and fight against today is overconsumption. What we take in, whether food or information around us, how we process and digest all this consumption and the amount we actually need in order to live well All of this is vital to our well-being, but it easily gets overlooked because it is so simple. So if overconsumption is a big problem to our sufferings and sicknesses, why are we being promoted to consume rather than being warned and inhibited to consume so much? The obvious answer is there is no money to be made by decreasing our consumption. Most indecent decisions humanity makes is due to our love for money or power and so with that we will need to become our own greatest advocate to our well-being meaning my health is no one's responsibility but my own. If we challenge ourselves with that most important responsibility We will stop blaming our culture for us being unhealthy and start taking ownership to our individual choices. I want to discuss today the three components of consumption, ingestion, digestion, and utilization. What we take in, whether food or information around us, how we process and digest all this consumption, along with the amount we actually need in order to live well, and then how we are using what we are taking so that we can live with quality of life. During this conversation, we need to focus on how this is my responsibility. Each of us brings to the table our own choice. This is free will. Alongside with liberty is responsibility. We all seem to be fighting for liberty, which is... The state of being free within society from oppression, oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's way of life, behavior, or political views. All of us want freedom. This is why we have a huge Statue of Liberty in New York, where this was the first sight people would see at one time as they were coming in from ships overseas. It was Viktor Frankl, a Holocaust survivor, that suggested to America to put another statue on the West Coast of responsibility that would remind Americans they go hand in hand. With our freedom comes responsibility. Consumption is a freedom that is in all developed countries. People have found ways to make food and information plentiful so much so that we are becoming gluttons. Our waistlines and diseases are proofs that we are over-consuming. In the blue zone regions, a common ingredient all centurions have is to consume less. The people who are living to be 100 years or more know to eat less than is available. Just because something is in front of our nose does not mean we need to eat it. This holds true for the amount of information we are taken in on a daily basis. How often do you look at a screen in a day? Emails, texts, social media platforms, news, pictures, words, all coming up from sunrise to sunset. I keep hearing a soft whisper in my ear that says love is the answer to every problem we face. We are filling so much void with food, alcohol, drugs, shop, and sex, and other people's agendas. When we slow down for time to be still and know God, He fills this void. And this deep hunger that is never satisfied will finally feel full. When we seek God in His glory, He quenches our thirst, and we will stop seeking alternatives to our pains and sufferings. What is missing from our lives for so many of us is a deep loving relationship with our real father, the one who puts the very breath into our lungs each and every day. When that love is strong, the need and compulsions we have for all these other things will become less important if we are being honest with ourselves, The things we are over consuming were never really satisfying. At least not in the long run. Maybe it was satisfying with immediate gratification, but once that wears off, which doesn't take long, it comes, in comes shame and guilt. But that is not how it works when we spend quality time with God. So ingestion is what we are taking into our body. The first step to becoming healthy is learning why we seem to take in so much now let's look at our digestion this is how all this food and information is being broken down and processed because we have food so easily attainable most of us cannot adequately use as many calories as we are taken in unless of course we are literally running all day in an ultra marathon Our body is actually created to survive during famines, which is why some people are feeling healthier with intermittent fasting. Our digestive system needs time to rest. So doesn't our mind. Sleep is necessary, but so isn't stillness in our day while being awake. During these times of stillness, I have been able to process a lot of my emotions of what I have been feeling throughout the day. I have been able to make better intentions moving forward from processing my feelings instead of reacting defensively. Sometimes I revert to bad habits of coping strategies that enable me to avoid painful emotions. But by making time to be still, I get control of myself and am able to process my feelings in a healthy way that helps me to express how i feel and have the ability to release my emotions instead of holding on to unhealthy judgments and lastly utilization how much consumption do we actually need first of all there will always be signs to help us determine this with food it's a little easier to recognize Maybe just because it's more talked about and familiar to us. But when our calorie consumption is higher than what is actually being used, we first will notice things in our body like stomach aches, cramping, bloating, heartburn, and indigestion. We are ignoring these signs when we take drugs like pepsidic or Tums instead of changing our diet. If we ignore these signs too often we accumulate body fat if we ignore the extra weight that we are gaining and continue to overconsume our body gets sick and becomes diseased so how we utilize food depends on how active we are with our body the more active we are the more calories we need to consume but like i said food consumption is more easily recognized Now, let's look at information consumption. How do we recognize the signs of over-consuming with this? This is a little harder to see, so I'm going to use the analogy of a young child. Let's say 10 months old. She is taking in information by watching, listening, touching, and tasting. Then she immediately applies what she is learning. She will watch her parents and her older sister or brother walk so many times before eventually she will try to do it herself. Children apply what they are receiving all day long. They learn, then they apply. This is how they learn to walk, talk, go to the bathroom at will, read, write, and ride a bicycle. Even my son, who is going into his senior year of high school, is still... At an age where he is applying what he is learning and he is eager to learn life skills so that he can become independent. But what ends up happening is as we age, we get comfortable and set in our ways instead of continually applying new information. If we are just consuming media, emails, texts, TV, and social media throughout the day, without applying new strategies to our life or utilizing what we are taking in. We get overwhelmed. We see this in our irritability. We see this in our inability to focus or listen. And we see our overconsumption with too much information by the way we fight, flight, or freeze when feeling overwhelmed, if not addressed. This is where we see people with exhaustion, depression, and and anxiety disorders. Once we can begin to learn how to recognize these signs, we can finally do something about them. So what does it look like to utilize what we consume? It could be cognitively thinking and drawing your own conclusion rather than just regurgitating what you hear from the news. It can be make it time to be creative. We can write, draw, paint, build, mold. All of these arts are a form of self-expression that helps us to draw out our feelings. If you spend hours a day, every day, reading new recipes but never making any of them, you are consuming but not applying. This is what I mean by utilizing what we are consuming. Take this podcast for an example. If you listen to it, but never apply anything to your life, then this too can become overconsumption. The last thought I want to leave you with is that there is a time for everything. There is a time we should be taken and there is a time we should need, that we need to give. My husband cultivates saltwater corals and he was just telling me that they are about to have a growth spurt because they are changing the chemistry in the water by the way they absorb in the food so right now his corals are consuming and in a little while they will be using that consumption for energy to grow i see this in my teenage son the more he eats the taller he's grown i see this in my orchids i know when they are about to bloom because i need to water them more often sometimes we hold on to the thing we should be given that woman in my office with her tension and pain needed to learn to give her bitterness, resentment, and anger to God and receive his forgiveness. Forgiveness is an act of letting go. We can compare withholding forgiveness to consuming junk food all day and no form of exercising to burn it off. We are designed To consume so that we have the energy and ability to give to others. I think the unhappiest people in the world are not the poorest financially or the ones with the least. The poorest people, in my opinion, are the ones who live the least meaningfulness in their lives. How we find meaning is the way in which we grow others. If you work in the service industry, you serve others. An artist makes things that other people can enjoy. The way in which we consume ought to be reflected in how we give, serve, help, and grow others. This is how we live with reverence for life and this is what makes you stand out from others by the way in which you consume and utilize what you have been given. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are in the Central Florida location and looking for a massage, you can visit my website at monarchtouch.com. Thank you for tuning in today, and if you like the show, please share it with a friend. Wherever you may be listening, please subscribe and give it a five-star so that other people may be able to find the show and also receive support in their wellness. And if you are listening on Apple iTunes, would you leave a review that may encourage other listeners to tune in? If you have thoughts you would like to share, you can go to the Instagram or Facebook page, Monarch Touch, and leave your comments there. I appreciate you, and until next time, go out and make it a healthy day.